that theme music. Hey everyone, this is Brad Owens with the Transform Recruiting Podcast coming at you solo today uh, because something came out here recently that I wanted to talk about um, and, and wanted to start a conversation around. So according to Recode that viewed a confidential Amazon internal document, the Amazon is pushing out a whole bunch of recruiters. They've actually laid off a number of people that I knew personally uh, because they've been developing AI software that screens job applicants. Now, to, to those that know me and know how I feel about AI in the recruiting industry, duh, <laughs> that's going to happen more. Um, they may not have uh, done the right job of training up their recruiters to do the things that AI can't do. So there's some fault here on Amazon for letting some of these people go just because they purely didn't train them the right way. But I'm going to leave that aside for now. What I wanted to talk more about is maybe where AI should play, what Amazon has seen, and uh, how I think that uh, this might turn out here. So Amazon, they have always been this um, kind of this golden child of recruiterless hiring. I'm using air quotes for those of you that are just listening to this podcast. You can also watch it on the website uh, at transformrecruiting.com. But uh, they have always been that golden child. They had this entire process, which I actually went through myself. If you haven't, you should try it just to see what this whole thing is like. You can apply for and be offered a warehouse job purely through just a online interview quiz type thing that they have. They even have this little... um, almost like a, uh, I wouldn't call it a test. It's more like a, a trial run where you are put into this environment online where you have to take different stock, put them on different shelves based on different things. Now, it was really interesting. It was a good way to see if they had the basic skills to be able to do this job. You know, granted, it's not a interpersonal skills type job. It's simply just a, a pick and pack kind of p- position. So it doesn't, it's one of those that lends itself well to the AI type hiring of, hey, can we screen for this basic skill set that someone's going to need to do this job? Good. That is a place where I think AI, it's not exactly AI, um, where automation could play a role, where you're simply just using these if-then statements. If this person can do this, then you can offer them this job. Now, we're not going to get the uh, most amazing hires in the world because of this. We're going to have to play the numbers game because of the likelihood of us uh, actually getting those people to start is very low. Case in point, myself. <laughs> um, uh, I got through the entire process. I got offered the job, woo me, uh, but I didn't want it in the first place. So I just started ignoring everything. Um, that was the wrong thing for me to do for my email inbox because Amazon's bots and their email program just kept hitting me and hit me and hit me and hit me for, Hey, your start date's coming up. Hey, we've got open shifts. Hey, this it eventually went away because the marketing software they use realized that I wasn't going to be the person that responded. Uh, but as an example, that's a good way to use automation. I like that. Now, the way that Amazon has tried to use this in addition to that they are trying to identify those that may be good um, promotion material. Who should we actually elevate to higher positions after they come in from this automated uh, warehouse type hiring system that we've got, this no-touch hiring? So how can we take that to the next level? Well, they tried this back in the 2010s. They had a lot of discoveries that um, people have been realizing that uh, correlation, so how much, hey, this number and this number are closely related. That's interesting. 
that doesn't mean causation. That might those two numbers might not tell the whole story. Yes, they might be related. They might one might influence the other, but that doesn't tell you why. That doesn't tell you the cause. Well, back in 2010, they realized that because they were just focused on such tiny little um, examples, tiny little uh, what am I looking for? Um, tiny little data sets that they were looking at, that there was a lot of bias involved in this. So they had a lot of underrepresented minorities that weren't getting put through the hiring process. They weren't getting put up for uh, promotions. This is a downfall of AI. AI will cause that if you don't look at it closely. There is just a bias purely based on um, underrepresented minorities, uh, women in the workforce. It's just going to be a problem. If you don't pay attention to it, it will be a problem. Uh, if you're automating something right now and you haven't looked at your data for underrepresented minorities and the outputs of that AI, look at it. You're going to be surprised. You're just going to be. It's going to happen. But there are a couple of different problems that go into that uh, or a couple of different reasons that we created that problem for ourselves. Um, one, there's been bias in the system forever. You can't put AI into a system that was created uh, a while ago and expected just to all of a sudden do better than we've done. We haven't done a good job. Uh, underrepresented minorities have not been pushed through the system as they should have. Uh, women are vastly underrepresented. People of color are vastly underrepresented, uh, not only just in the positions they hold, but the money they earn. Uh, we're trying to do our best on all of those. Uh, I feel like the software itself or the AI or whatever is actually doing this screening can only work with the data that it has. So Two, when we are asking for this type of data where we can put demographics on who is going through a hiring system, uh, as you know, in the recruiting process, when someone submits their application, they have the opportunity to put in demographic data, but they don't have to. A lot of folks that are from the underrepresented minorities, they, um, they don't want to put down their demographics. They feel like that in the past, and it's totally true, may have affected things negatively for them. So yes, it's possible that you don't even have data for these people that you're trying to create this AI system from. So think about what data you do have then. If underrepresented minorities aren't putting that data in your system, you have only data from those that are, which are more than likely to be um, white individuals, Caucasian individuals from um, good backgrounds that are, um, I, I don't know, how do I put this? Um, those that are proud of what they're putting down. I don't know. Proud's the wrong word. Um, those that have entered in this data, they just happen to be not underrepresented minorities. How about that? That's, that's a better way for me to put that. Um, since that is the only data your system has to work from, it's going to be biased. It's just going to be. So the problem that I'm seeing and the reason I'm going through this description here is I'm not surprised that Amazon's original model was biased because the data that they were doing their work from was already biased. You can't take a biased data set and all of a sudden surprise it's unbiased in the AI that we're doing. It just doesn't work that way. Um, so the first problem is you got to fix your data. You have to have clean data if you're going to try to create AI like Amazon's trying to create. Now, 
they say in this article, which I'll link to, uh, the one I'm reading is from Vox. The original uh, internal document came from Recode. Uh, so Jason Del Rey, I appreciate this this article because it's creating a great conversation for our audience here. Um, the Apparently, the last two years or so, they have been turning over some of their recruiters' tasks to AI. Uh, that, again, specifically targeted for... Um, taking job applicants from across corporate and warehouse jobs who have been successful in a given role, they're going to fast track them to a position that would give them an increase. So it doesn't have to be uh, just in warehouse. They're doing office workers as well. Um, that they're calling right now automated applicant evaluation. There is a specific group within Amazon's HR division that is the artificial intelligence recruitment team fantastic. I'm really glad that they're doing this. They're putting people and resources behind this. This is the use. It's fantastic. Uh, but again, the 2010 one was biased, so they stopped that one. Well, they tried it again, and now the HR division uh, believes that these machine learning models that they have have been successfully guarding against biases. Well, they say just on race and gender. That's fine. It's better than nothing. Good. Um, I feel like I want to know more about where this data came from, how they got this kind of data, um, because here's the problem. If you say, hey, here is the profile of a person who has done fantastic in this job. We should now find people that are like this and promote them through. What are we going to find? We're going to find that underrepresented minorities aren't those ones that have been tagged as the people who are doing a fantastic job. Because there's bias, <laughs> there's implicit bias built into our system. Whether they know it or not, uh, whether it's unconscious bias or not, it is built into the system. So if you try and go from completely clean data, we'll just say you have clean data of those that have been promoted over the past five years, and now you're going to go try to find profiles of those that are similar and promote those through, you're going to have bias again. So it's interesting to me that Amazon's HR team has not seen that bias. And that, to me, tells me that they have done a fantastic job of cleaning their data sources. Now, there's a lot of issues that go into that because that all comes down to if someone were if someone wants to self-report their demographics, uh, can't force people to do that. I don't want to force people to do that. Um, but I'd be curious to go more in depth with the Amazon team, if anyone knows anyone. Uh, what data they're actually using, how they're getting it, and how they're ensuring that it's clean. I'm very curious about that one. Uh, I can say to those of you that are listening that this is intriguing, that you know they're like, well, what can we do for ourselves? First, try and address your data problem. Try and address everything that you may need to ensure that you do not have a biased data set. Um, there are those out there that can have conversations around that. Uh, one of my neighbors actually just focuses in that. That's all she does for her job. Uh, so there are folks that will help you with that. Um, I would start at least figuring out where your data sources are. Some of the things that you feel would predict someone being good in their job. Once you have those coming together, start just running some analysis on them. See if you can figure out if we were to just take this set of job performance and come come up with 
who of these people has been promoted. Just see if that's biased or not. Just run it through really quick, just through an Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be AI or machine learning or anything else. Just run it through uh, just in a standard Excel spreadsheet and see if you've got bias in there. See if you've got underrepresented minorities not coming up with a proportionate amount of the roles. That's a very basic way for people to start to you know really see where there may be biases built in and what type of data they should be paying attention to. You might come up with one that completely flips the script and it starts saying that, hey, only focus on this and we're going to start pushing more underrepresented minorities through. That's That'd be good to know um, and start working through until you find a data set with the particular uh, pieces of data that you need to create an unbiased promotion potential number right? You're going to need to start from somewhere. Everyone's like, oh, we need AI for this. No, you just need an Excel spreadsheet and someone willing to take the time to go through it. So you're going to have to find the right pieces of data. You're going to have to um, get them all into the same system at once, which is a large problem for most. Um, but I would say that if you have a few people that really think that this should be the way that um, your organization should go and they should have more AI, build a group of, it doesn't have to be many, three people that can start pulling this type of data, uh, scrubbed, of course, as much as it can be, and start coming up with, hey, can we have a reliable algorithm or reliable pieces of data that will show who would be good in this role? Just let them run loose with some Excel spreadsheets. Find some data analysis folks that are graduating, that tons and tons of them that need jobs. Um, bring in a couple of those. Start with a data analysis team that can uh, really go through the data with a fine tooth comb. Pick out those that would not be biased. Once you have that, then we can start talking about, hey, what AI, what machine learning can do this? Um, yes, there are machine learning algorithms that will do this. All the data scientists out there are like, there's places that can do that. I know I'm talking to people that don't have those types of skills, okay? Uh, so let's focus on just the basics. Run it through some different Excel um, spreadsheets. Run it through a few different formulas. See if you can come up with some that would provide good data for yourself. Um, that's going to be really hard. I, I understand it's going to be really hard. Hire those that are good at doing this. Uh, maybe you will have your own story of recruiting firm X comes up with algorithm that will guarantee unbiased hires for your organization. And congratulations, you just printed a ton of money. And all it starts with is getting your data all into the same place. So if I were to come up with a summary of this one, let's say Amazon claims they have done it. Maybe in 10 years from now, we'll look back and say, nope, that one was biased too. My thought is it likely will be in some way uh, because there's bias built into our system. It's very difficult not to have that. It will happen. However, at least they're thinking about it. At least they are putting data scientists on this. And if you, too, would like to have your own headline of, hey, we've come up with automation that's going to solve for this. We know how to reliably um, promote those that are, are good at your organization. Or uh, we have a way to predict what of our candidates are going to be good ones that we should reach back out to. If you want to do that, start with your data streams. Start trying to understand where your data is coming from. Start collecting that all into one central repository. You can call it your data lake. You can call it your system of record, whatever you need to. You need to have all this data going through the same place. If you're going to analyze something to automate it, it 
has to be clean data and it has to go through the same spot. So start looking at what's called system integrators. Uh, start understanding uh, what software is out there that can deal with endpoint management so that if you have um, one piece of data in one system and one in another and you need to pass them back and forth, endpoint management's fantastic. Uh, if you need to call out to different things to automate those, endpoint management's great. System integrators are perfect. Uh, you can do this. It, it is totally possible. There's technology out there that does this. Uh, it just simply takes starting the conversation. Start the conversation internally. You can automate things. But if you need to have a, a goal of how to get here, start the data conversation. Get your data into um, a usable format. Find some sort of system of record or that central repository. Uh, once you start with good data, a lot becomes possible. A whole lot becomes possible. Um, I have a uh, another podcast that you should go uh, and listen to and look up about the largest value of your recruiting firm. You know, we started out with contact info, and then we got into the relationships and the actual placements that we've done. Uh, but those are transient. Uh, I think all the data comes from your transactional data, and if you can't have that in a single repository, you're you're not going to be able to make use of the most value that you've got at your firm. So let's focus on the data. All of this entire episode, the past 17 minutes, hey, y'all, focus on data. Get it into the right spot. You have recruiters out there that are using Excel spreadsheets still. You've got siloed data everywhere that is not helpful if you have any types of transactions occurring outside of a single system. That is data that you could be using to automate successful algorithms and successful processes. So focus on your data, get it all into one single repository, uh, just have the conversation. Uh, one of the places that I've started with others before is to map out every single data source you could possibly think of, talk to your recruiters, talk to, sit down beside them, figure out how they're doing their job, where are they keeping their data, sit down with your managers, where do they need reporting to come from, what sources are they looking at, uh, you will start understanding where all this data is coming from. Once you have that, then we can start this conversation of let's integrate it. So uh, I know a lot of you out there are very nervous about where this data is coming from. Um, the only way to fix that is to start. Like, it's just a start, right? Like, no one's holding you back except maybe the budget for the next year. So work on it. Uh, work that into the budget, right? Let's figure out where all our data is coming from because that's our superpower. That is what's going to help us. So um, if you want to be the next Amazon, focus on your data. If you've got any questions about how to do that, you'd like to come have conversations around how you've maybe approached that. Or if you know anyone at Amazon that may want to come on and have a question about what data they're actually using and how they started this whole thing, uh, let me know. Reach out. My email is hello at bradowens.com. Uh, this is just one of many different podcast episodes you can find at transformrecruiting.com, where we talk about all of the uh, thoughts, ideas, and tech that are and people. I guess, that are changing the future of recruiting. Uh, so come have a listen, transformrecruiting.com. Until next time, my name is Brad Owens. You can email me at hello at bradowens.com. Thanks so much for listening in, and I'll talk to you soon.